It's episode 175 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in my dining room with the beautiful Melissa Black, owner of Blackbird Beauty. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. 100%. Uh, I have been following you for a long time, and I think I probably sound like a broken record, but I always, if I'm following you and you own a business or you're doing something really cool in the community, my intention is to ask you to be on the podcast, but I always want to like establish a face-to-face thing first. I don't know if that's um, old school or traditional or what. And so I got to meet you at the Austin seance that Skeleton Key Curios put on in February. We were sitting next to each other and I had to approach you for two reasons. One, because I've been following you and I'm a fan, but also because you had a hell of an experience at the seance. And I would like to get into that. But first, can we take a shot? Yes. Yay. Okay. And these super cute skull shot glasses that she brought me. You're amazing (laughs) to Melissa. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> you're right. Oh <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like a thank you. That news anchor, he made it a fool of himself. I feel like that. Like you're good. <laughs> Even the Jeez. Hey, you did great. And you have your sparkling water right there. You haven't yes, even touched I need it. it, girl. Until now. Uh, yeah. So that sounds. Uh, let me start off by saying I am a fool because I didn't even know it was a real seance. I thought that it was a reenactment of seances from the past. I thought it was almost like a play. Oh. And turned out I was completely wrong. And so fortunately, I got to, my husband and I sat next to you and your husband. And whenever, you know, people were asking if you felt anything, saw anything, heard anything, you did. And so. I did. Yeah. It was intense. I wish I. So Emma is a friend of mine, side story, maybe 15 years ago, I danced burlesque with the burlesque troupe in Corpus, and I did that for almost, I don't, honestly, I don't remember, it's like an old memory, but it must have been anywhere from like four to five years that I did that, and as I was on my way out, Emma got involved with them, so I hadn't realized that she was so young when I met her, but... um, that's how I know Emma mm-hmm. and John. That's cool. Also, being so, a burlesque dancer, wow. Yes, I did that for a while. So, I mean, you got... I what, have a lot of stories. I've done a lot of life. <laughs> well, but whenever women are comfortable and confident to... Like, I admire women who, who do that, who aren't afraid to put themselves out there in that kind of way. Because performing as a dancer, or anything really involving your body... I'm like, that is powerful. Yes, it is. It was a good time. It's like I laugh. I'm like, oh, that was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I had some really intense friendships. And actually, uh, I just ran into uh, an old friend of mine, Evelyn, who had basically came from Las Vegas and invited me way, way back when. Man, this must have been like 2005. So this is a while back. I was like in my late 20s. I thought I was old. I was in my late 20s. Oh, wild. Um, now looking back, you're like, what oh was I thinking? Oh, my God, right? Yeah. But um, so I met Emma, and then I guess she moved away and came back, and we had kind of reconnected, and she told me about it. Maybe, I mean, so much has happened even this year, but um, I had an idea. I was ready. I just wish I was better prepared. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have had, like, 
obsidian in my pockets or something. It was like <laughs> very, it was not what I was expecting. Um, I thought we were going to have a date night and I really just needed to go home <laughs> afterwards. It was intense. Yes. I mean, I could tell. Me afterwards. And <laughs> I, I actually, <clears throat> because the experience that you had was an emotional one mm-hmm. and I was nervous to approach because I know what it's like. To, I mean, especially being emotional in public around people you don't know right you know and and you, i guess it was like an intermission or maybe it was the end or i don't remember but i was like i just have to say hi to her and um but i didn't want to be too you know that right. was not the time to be like be on my podcast so i was just like hi i just wanted to say hi yeah and um and i felt cool. bad because i was like i'm not blowing you off I'm no just like, i knew I, I knew not to be like on you because i don't know how i would have handled it and you were like yeah I, i'm so sorry i'm just kind of like blown away right now by what happened um, but that also told me a lot about how in tune you must be. And have you always kind of had that extra sense maybe, or more of a heightened sense, I guess, um, uh, growing I, up? I think so. I think, uh, I've always just had like weird stuff happen to me. I've seen things I've had, like, I don't want to call it like, when you see omens, I always see like, oh, that was an omen. Um, when my dad died, my dad was like a frequent visitor in my home, which sounds probably sounds crazy, but like furniture would move. And I'd just be like, oh, dad, I'll, I'll put a cigarette next to your picture, like Carlton Menthol 100s. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it's kind of always been that way for me. And I've not always been so vocal about it. And now just at my age, I'm like, you know what? That's just part of who I am. 100%. And I am highly intuitive and I always have been. So, and it's been a blessing and a curse, I guess. Yes. Uh, Just because it's weird. And this is, uh, this can be a very conservative area and not everyone is into it. Yeah. I've seen things. I dream things. I know things. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I just kind of keep things to myself it's almost better that way right because like you said like the potential for there to be i don't know negative judgment or just things you don't want to deal with you know what i mean because you're all about keeping the vibes high as much as possible anyway even when it comes to work and especially when it comes to work and i don't necessarily like calling it work but like your career yeah i mean it is a career and yeah it's very important to like protect your energy and like create like a sacred space and to hold space for other people so uh it can it can be intense at work uh i'm i've really f- started focusing on like cultivating who i touch yes <laughs> you because you touch people's heads and that can be very intense and it can be very sticky mm-hmm. for lack of a better word when it comes to like energy exchange yeah and just i mean i have had almost visceral experiences where I feel like I don't want to touch somebody. Wow. Like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to totally drive down ocean on the way home and like roll my windows down. Yes. Salt air can just like get rid of it. And uh, I actually did speak to Emma um, a while back, probably about a year ago about spiritual hygiene and hygiene. That's a big thing. And so, and those are things that I wasn't really aware of. And, you know, there's practices that you can do to protect yourself and keep yourself a little more even. So, yeah, well, I'm glad that you brought that up when it came to 
you know, energy exchanges when it comes to being in the industry that you're in, which mm -hmm. is uh, hair primarily. So even people who maybe aren't sensitive to, um, you know, maybe the energy that comes from working on people's hair are still engaged in some sort of exchange with all the back and forth, like the talking, you know, and I know that maybe, absolutely, you know, some clients could potentially be a little drain, you know, not on purpose. It just happens. Right. right. Um, so to me, you're getting it almost twofold because you're getting the unspoken exchange and also the spoken one. Yes. And I've always wondered, like, are there times when you leave the studio and you're just like, wow, I am drained. Like I need to recoup. Uh, I think, more in the beginning because this is my second career uh like i said i've done a lot of living uh i was an insurance agent for 15 years wow what a change it, yeah yeah <laughs> it kind of all connects but and i'm glad i did that but um i'm glad i had that career because absolutely I learned, I learned a lot um but at the same time like when i quit that and got into hair I was more focused on like doing good hair and like learning how to be a good hairdresser and a solid hairdresser and it was after I started really working on a lot of clients that I began to understand that you had to really kind of hold space for yourself and like create a safe space for yourself and so um I started off at salon salon downstairs like mm -hmm. in the main uh cutting floor and then, by luck, my friend Melissa, I was shadowing her. She's a great friend of mine and a huge inspiration to me. Um, she was she kind of manifested it that we worked upstairs. And so when I was with my friend, I was able to do things that maybe other people would think were weird, but she was like my homegirl. So if I had to, like, spray Agua Florida to, like, clear the space it wasn't a big deal or wash my hands you know just to get somebody off me it wasn't a big deal because this is somebody that I love and trust and so I was very fortunate to be able to create those habits without a whole lot of outside judgment yes um, and scent is so important like you can really change the vibe of a room if you spray something uh, I have Palo Santo and I have uh, a Palo Santo spray that I use and I have Agua Florida. And I sometimes, depending on the situation, I'll make a joke out of it. Like, ooh, girl, I need to refresh myself. But that smell will instantly snap somebody out of any kind of negative whirlwind. Wow, yes. And also, um, I'm part of a, a group of other hairdressers across the country and it's really given me some tools to kind of redirect conversations or energy that you're working with. Um, they're like my hair, witch coven. <laughs> and so just like easy things that you don't think about, like you acknowledge and then ask a question like, is that true? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, you say that you say you're a plain Jane. Is that true? Because I see you like you're beautiful. Oh my like, God. This is so important. Like, is that real? Like, this is so important. Like you say that you look old, but I see this vibrant woman in front of me or, you know, so I mean, it's, there's so much involved in hair. Like it's the best career because there's, it's so multifaceted. Well, and like you've said, so um, for anybody who's not following at Blackbird Beauty CC on Instagram, oh, please I just do. Changed it. I'm oh, I'm so beauty. sorry. <laughs> You're sorry. Okay, Nick's that because I literally did my research yesterday. I changed I think. it today. Okay. Okay. So that's at today. Blackbird Beauty. 
Blackbird okay, Beauty. Okay, like forget X, the CC. Okay, if you're not following on Instagram, please do. Um, but whenever you go back and look at like historical posts, you always say like it's so much more than just a hair appointment or it's so much more than just a haircut or a hair color or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're really putting a lot of thought into how this can be like a sacred experience for people. It is. It's a beauty. It's a ritual. It's it's a beauty ritual. And um, so often women or female identifying individuals don't hold space for themselves. And these things are so important from the second. And, and you know, it's, it's such a, a wonderful experience to be female and female identifying because I don't want to exclude anyone. But of course, we get to decide every day who we want to project to the world. And that glamour that we do is like a form of magic. It's a form of ritual, the way that we adorn ourselves, right from the jewelry we wear to the lipstick. You know, do I want to be the siren today or do, am I vampy? It's, it's so, I mean, it's, it's so sacred, yes. really. And it, so to be able to continue that in a salon space and to just acknowledge someone and to see, like, I see you. And I love that. Uh, me too. So I, I told you I had a lot of things to say about you, but I didn't want to say them until we were recording because, so I'm always excited to interview a guest. Um, and I always get more excited whenever I do the research beforehand. Cause there's things I want to talk about. I was extra excited to talk to you because you know, a lot of people have magical qualities, right? Um, and a lot of times people with the kind of qualities you have tend to stick more um, to like energy readings, clearings, that kind of thing, right. which is amazing. I, I love that. Um, I utilize those uh, services often. But you're channeling this to help people feel better about themselves by actually, you know, helping them look the way they want to look or project themselves the way they want to project. I feel like you're just taking it a step further to a very, in a very practical way. It's a very practical way for you to use your skills to impact people. That's my Virgo. Okay. <laughs> it's my chart. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, you're a Cancer, right? I am a Cancer. Okay. So I'm Cancer, Virgo, Leo, which probably makes total Are sense. Are you a Leo rising? Mm -hmm. I'm a Leo rising. So yeah, it's that, it's that feline energy, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. <laughs> like I just want to prance and have you admire me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, but Talk it's so first. <laughs> yes. Oh, I am the same way. I'm telling you, like it takes a lot for me to like make the first move or whatever. Obviously for the podcast I will, but in all other instances, I'm like, nope, you got to approach me. That is so yeah, funny. Yeah, for real. Like, I want to I wanna do my own thing, but I want to be in the room. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. I might not come, but still invite me. But still, and I will invite people, even when I know they don't come. Yes. Like, it feels good to be yes, invited. Yes, 100%. I, I, I'm with you there. Um, but, and we're going to get to a lot of the things that, to me, just blew my mind, but I, I don't want to jump ahead of myself. So you earlier had mentioned... You know, you didn't want to necessarily assi uh, assign gender um, to anything. And uh, you recently adjusted your pricing mm -hmm. to where it is no longer gendered. I don't, yeah, I won't do that anymore. I love this. And I want you, if you don't mind, to break down like why you chose to make that differentiation. Because when most people go to a your run-of-the-mill salon, men's cuts, 
women's cuts always but you decided to to nix that well number one texas is one of the few states that you can actually gender a haircut really um it's kind of goes like i hate to be overly political about it but it's kind of like a pink tax oh god Um, the pink tax so when i was working for the salon that i was at i could have and I do have a lot of fluid clients. I have mm-hmm. a lot of uh, lesbian, gay, queer. Uh, I have some of my favorite clients are they have really short hair, but they happen to be female. Mm-hmm. And just by virtue of the fact that you have a double X, I charge ten dollars more for my haircut seemed kind of effed up you know I went to a women's college really (laughs) yeah and so like that like really just was not cool to me yes inherently for sure and um and men are just as picky and do like they place just as much importance in on their appearance and their hair absolutely and so it just didn't make any sense and I'm doing all the same things and to be quite frank like short haircuts are very precise mm-hmm. and take just as much work and I've cultivated a book of people that are very particular about their short hair and so <laughs> it just and it doesn't we bo- know she knows who you are you know who you are yeah. now <laughs> um but and I take pride in being able to provide that service for people and I hope yes. that I can bring high value to my guests um but it didn't make sense that like I have a friend who calls it a dick discount. (laughs) You don't get a dick discount, buddy. Because you know that I massage your scalp and you tell me about your stuff. And like, if you're lucky and I feel called to it, maybe we do an oracle card pull or maybe I pull a tarot card for you. Like, I always want to feel like people's time is valued because I respect people's time. Yes. But it has to be an exchange. Yes. So it makes sense, right? Like... It is what it is. Like if I cut your hair and you have short hair, it's X price. And yes. if you've got hair from your collar, it's Y price. And if you've got more hair than a cryptid, then, <laughs> then we'll talk about it like that. Yeah, We're have a talk. we'll work it out. We'll work yeah, it out. Like if your blow dry takes me an hour, then why? I mean, because people have a lot of hair. Yes. Like this is like the like Mexicana princess, like goddess hair. <laughs> and, I, and I love it. Me too. But, we all want it. But it takes a long time to cut. Yes. <laughs> and, and style. So. But, but I mean, that's fair. That's like, that fair. is absolutely I mean, fair. It's just like, Yeah, it's just fair pricing. Well, and it's also one of those things that I'm ashamed to admit, but I guess because it's always been that way, I just, in my mind, never thought that it should be any different. You know what I mean? Right. And then to hear someone like you say, hey, I made this change and here's why, it's like, yeah, that actually makes perfect sense. Just like the pink tax. Um, Ashley Aravalo started the... um, what was formerly period Corpus Christi, but is now the Crimson Cause about, you know, uh, you know, why are period products taxed or at all extra, you know, but other things aren't. And I, and, and again, because it was just the status quo, I had never questioned it until somebody brought it up to me. So it's people like you that really make me think like, Hey, why should, yes. I mean, and I've heard ridiculous things about like, well, we don't want women to abuse it. Like, what am I going to do with all these pads? Exactly. Wait, no, I don't even get me started. But okay, so I, I want to backtrack a little bit because you said you went to an all women's college. Where'd you go to school? 
So a long, long time ago, I'm just like, in a galaxy, in a galaxy far, far <laughs> away. Um, it kind of feels like that. I went to Smith College, which is one of the Seven Sisters. Um, Glor- I've heard of the Seven Sisters. Okay, so Gloria Steinem went to school there. Yes. So that's where I went. To where school. Where is that? It is in Northampton, Massachusetts, uh, also known as the lesbian capital <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> And I'm not joking. Um, it, yeah, it uh, it's a really old school. It's uh, one of the. It's like Smith, Vassar, Holyoke. Uh, who, who else is it? There's there's like a handful. I used to know this stuff. But, but Massachusetts, I I, I, mean, I like, like part. It's like it's Ivy League adjacent. Yes, I like romanticize Massachusetts. I yes. think about like practical magic and As like you stuff should. like that. Yeah, it is, or, mag- uh, it is an old state. It is beautiful. I mean, like Salem, right? Yes, Boston. It's, it's everything you thought. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. So you're telling me I need to book a flight. Yeah, you Got need it. to go to Harvard Square. You need to. You need to do all of it. Oh my it's gosh. Awesome. And they are so like blown away by Texas because Texas is so monolith. Um, like I. So, like, all of New England, like, probably fits from, like, here to San Antonio. Yes. And they, I've heard that. And so it's it's so crazy to me. So I, like, hung out. And uh, people would ask me stuff like, oh, I have a friend in Dallas. Do you know them? And I'm like, we may as well be in Alaska. Like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Straight, that, that is how I feel about <laughs> Dallas. That, that's the perfect way to describe that, actually. Like, I don't know. No, that's like 10 hours away from me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, truly. <laughs> it really is. Like, so they, people from other smaller states don't understand. Like, it's kind of like being a rock star, like a flex. Like, I'm from Texas. I don't know. Maybe always. It's a flex to be from Texas. I would agree. <laughs> well, but, because, right, because you were born and raised in Corpus Christi. Yes. Yes, I was. So what was it that made you decide, like, I'm going to completely change climates um what do you call it time zones so i grew up in uh molina Mm -hmm. and i saw education as a way to get the hell out of here uh i did just grow i mean i grew my i'm second generation american my grandparents on both sides are from mexico oh wow and i just it was just to- taught to me that education is your way out. And then when I grew up, I'm going to age myself hardcore right now. I grew up in like Boys in the Hood era. It was like a lot of gang banging, okay. uh, a lot of drive-bys, a lot of teen pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And that I just didn't want to do that. Like I didn't, I, I thought I wanted more for myself. And my parents did not give me permission to go. So I got... Uh, like 90% scholarship to go. <clears throat> I did have to pay for some of it. And ultimately I couldn't finish because it was just so damn expensive. Yes. Um, I, I'm a good test taker. That's my superpower. Yes. Um, Dude, that's an amazing power to have. Yeah. And so I, they recruited me. They wanted me to go there. And I just have been very fortunate to have good people in my life. And um, that's how I ended up at Smith. That is so, so cool. I didn't finish though. Like I don't want to like put any false notion. Like it's like one of my biggest regrets that I didn't get to finish, but it was really freaking expensive. Well, okay. First of all, getting into a college like that to me is um, really a, a huge accomplishment. Um, getting a ninety percent scholarship, huge accomplishment. Why you didn't make it through? 
I mean, it's understandable. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, think about what people are talking about now. You know what I mean? Like, when people are raising the flags with, hey, this tuition is outrageous. Like, how can you expect anybody to do this without oh, yeah. taking out, like, you know, a lifetime worth of loans or work ridiculous amounts of hours while being a student? It's, like, impossible. And now, so I found out, like, one of my clients told me that these schools of that nature now have a... Uh, Really, I almost I started crying when he told me. Actually, uh, they have programs where if you get into a school and you do not fit into the East Coast standard of generational wealth, they will pretty much pay for it for you. Now I didn't wow. really research. It was kind of upsetting to me because my like it would have taken my parents like three years to pay for one year of school. For yes. Me. So uh, yes, and I did have some loans anyway that. It took me a while to pay off. I actually ended up cashing in a 401k <laughs> to hey. pay for one because it was cheaper to yes. take the penalty. Yes. Uh, and it'll make you sick. No, like, I, I relate to this a lot. And and I, I shared this story fairly recently, so I'll do the abridged version. But when I went to so I graduated high school in 2004 when I from King, when I graduated, that was when if you were in the top 10 percent of your class, you were automatically admitted to any public Texas University. Oh, wow. Automatic. Okay. So I, I like, oh, my friends are going to UT. I'm going to guess I'm going to UT. Well, that shit is expensive. And I ended up leaving UT. I was there for three years kind of fucking around. I'm like, I'll try this, this, this. I didn't know what I wanted to do. No. Meanwhile, racking up crazy bills, whatever. Um, but ended up coming down to Corpus and finishing here. But ultimately, ridiculous college loans because... It's a, UT is a great school, but you better know what you want to do because yeah. you, it, you there's no to, room to mess around. Don't find yourself. Do not find. That's an excellent way to describe that. So not quite on the scale that you were because I was still like fairly close to home, but similar. So 100% respect, 100% get it. Um, okay. So you had been an insurance agent for 15 years. Yes. So you must have enjoyed that job to be sticking around for that uh, long. It was a good job. You know, I <clears throat> worked for a company that I just realized is now defunct. I worked for Borden Insurance, and I ended up specializing in, like, condominiums and high-value homes. So, And wow. I learned a lot. And I learned a lot from a, a lot of really smart people. But I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. Like, mm -hmm. just like I was good at school, but I didn't really care for school. Yes. Uh, Isn't I was, that wild? Yeah. I wasn't, I was, I was really good at it, but I didn't like it. Plus, like, I was, so I started off at a mom and pop agency and basically needed health insurance because I had a, I had a son. And so, or I, I, I still have him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still have him, by Yeah, the way. but we're talking about you in the past. We got it. But, uh. So I moved to like a bigger agency and I just, I need, it was, I was tattooed. I was already dancing burlesque. Wow. I had like piercings. And so honestly, like for the first year that I worked there, like I wore a sweater. Oh yeah. Cause <laughs> you don't know what people are going to say or think or whatever. Yeah, different it times. Hot. It was different times. It's not like, I mean, these, I applaud these young people. It was very different and I didn't want to. I didn't want to put my job at risk and I was making real money finally and I had mm -hmm. a 401k and I had health insurance and I had all of these wonderful things and I was making money finally. Yes. Money talks, man. That means something. You know, a lot of people are like, follow your passion. And I'm like, dude, like just in my life, like I've just, 
I had I grew up a lot differently than a lot of people, and yes. money doesn't make the world go around, but it does make it easier. Oh, for sure. When- no, and thank you for being straight up about that, right? Because yes, of course, follow your passion, but I mean. Like you said, once you work that real job and start getting that real money and you have that real lifeboat, you know, for the future, it's like, damn, okay, I can see why people stick around for a while, you know? Yeah, that's real. I will never look down on people for doing what they need to do. That is, that's real. Yes. You have to respect that. I respect that. Yeah. Oh, same. I mean, I'm, I'm literally like doing that. You know what I mean? It's like, man, I wish I could be doing something more fun, but you know what I mean? But it sure is fun buying groceries. Yeah. God. <laughs> and nowadays, especially you see that bill and you're like, what the? It, it sure is fun to have a full belly. God, good Lord. <laughs> um, but yeah, ain't that the truth? And, and something I can say about this conversation we've been having so far is that you, I mean, you're keeping it real. Like you're, you're saying it like it is. Like there is no sugar-coated anything, and I appreciate I mean, that very much. I what else much. is there, right? Like just like I see people, I want them to see me. Like I'm never going to judge anybody. I will judge you. <laughs> I'm going to hold up. I'll yeah. judge you. Yes. But I'll judge you for being a shepherd. Yes, 100%. I'm not going to judge you for your situation. Yes, I I respect that tremendously, but obviously something happened along the line for you to forego carrying on being an insurance agent and moving into being a stylist. Yeah. So it was really interesting what happened. So I'll just go back and say that I got into this like amazing school and it was a beautiful opportunity and I'm glad that I did it, but I wanted to do hair out of high school. Really? (laughs) And my mom. So you knew. And my mom said, well, yeah, like my mom said, no. I'm like, what a rad job. Yes. (laughs) My mom's like, but you know, I grew up like traditional Mexicana Mm -hmm. and my mom was like, there's no way that she was going to say, cool, go do hair because there was that old, like, you're going to be on your feet. Mm -hmm. It's hard on the body. You know, my mom grew up picking cotton and like sweeping like parking lots and cleaning parking lots. So to have me in a situation where I was going to be quote unquote in service. Like there was no like artist. Yeah. Like there was like the odd Vidal Sassoon, but that was like old white guys. Right. So like (laughs) that wasn't for like us in Corpus Christi, Texas, where like there was like that power dynamic of like the haves and the have nots. For sure. And so I went to college, unfortunately didn't finish, lucked into insurance and did very, very well. And you know, my life, has been just amazing. I've had a lot of good luck, but I hated that job. And it just so happened that in a three-year period, I lost, not even a three-year period, girl, I, like in a, in a year and a half, I lost my aunt, my grandmother, and my dad. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Yes. I mean, thank you. But now it's so long ago. It's a while back now. Yes. It's been like 10 years. But um, I was like, fuck dude like is this it like am I just gonna like hope to one day get my pen and my gold watch and like when I'm 60 I'll get to chill out and do what I want like I can't I can't and um like my daughter ended up with some health issues and it was just I she was I sat with my dad I sat on my dad's deathbed and that was a very intense experience, obviously, because mm-hmm. it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then my daughter, shortly thereafter, maybe like five months later, ended up with some kidney problems. Oh, no. <clears throat> and she's fine. 
now she's like following in my footsteps. Uh, her, help me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but uh, no, she's got a, a she good. Is, she's good, yeah. but but she's gonna put me through it. She's gonna be the one that gives me the weight. <laughs> but um, good thing you can do hair, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, I had somebody tell me, hey. Um, you may want to watch the time that you're taking off work because you're going through your time and you went through your time last time, last year, and the time from the previous year had been basically holding vigil for my dad as he transitioned over to the other side. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Mm -hmm. Because like as cool as it was to do insurance, like remember nine to five where there was like the Jane Fonda and like, Oh God. Yes. Dolly Parton. And uh, she took three pee breaks. Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Like like it was kind of like, Oh, it was kind of like that. Like, Oh my gosh. And so Lily Tomlin. Sorry. I was like, who else? Yes. Dude, it was just so, yeah. Like Maui, (laughs) Maui. Anyway. Yeah. And so it was kind of like that, which sucked because, I've always wanted like a collective of women and it just never really seems to work out that way. Does it? No. And so, um, you have Melissa though. The yeah, two, the two have, MBs. <laughs> yeah. The MBs. That's different though. That's unique and special. And I honor that. I love yes. that. But it, it never really quite ends up that way. And so I was like, you know what? These people don't care about me or the time away from my kids that I'm spending. So my husband is an amazing man and he had just bought his dream Camaro and he sold it. Wow. Uh, shout would, out to amazing husbands. Shout out to amazing and husbands. partners. Yes. And yeah. partners and just in partners that, but I only get one midlife crisis. So I've already cashed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've already thrown in my chips. Yeah. But, uh, he allowed me to quit my job and hang out with my kids. And then when it was time and I missed being part of the workforce. And so I approached hair school. Like I did a job. I finished like in nine months. Wow. And I was ready to go to work. <laughs> and did you feel like it just all kind of came naturally to you? Yeah, I did. And actually the day that my last day of work, I went and had a reading with uh, a gentleman who reads cards here. And it was really funny because he told me, I see you doing some kind of like Reiki or some kind of energy work. And I'm all... <laughs> yeah, nah. whatever that ain't me Dude, that ain't me like how the hell am I gonna do that like I don't even know what I'm doing with my life like I knew I was gonna go to school but I was like my my I have so in my family there are like card readers and but I didn't see that as anything that I was gonna do and so it wasn't until later that all of the dots yes kind of connected like oh Damn, that, okay, cool. Like, that makes total sense now in retrospect. But at that time, no, I didn't make any Isn't that interesting, too? Um, whenever you get readings from people who are on it, but they say something that doesn't quite make sense at the time, and then something happens in the future, and you reflect back, and you're like, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. They I've, saw it. I've had two. Joey, he's amazing, and if anybody gets a chance to I was just going to ask, who is that? He is uh, RJ's Mystics. Okay. He, he's amazing. Uh, he really is. I, I don't see him often. I do other services with other people in yes. town but he's like he's my big gun like yes. i don't play with him yes and i've gone to see him and he's like what are you doing here you don't need me wow like girl you're doing the right thing like why wow. are you here yeah why like, are you questioning yourself like trust yourself yeah that's what you want in a spiritual advisor not yeah. not you know somebody who's just gonna be like oh yeah i'm raking it in you yeah, know keep I, coming keep coming i saw him recently and he was just like 
okay he like he he's he's a good person like i i trust and i do trust other like there's amazing people women in our community that are doing it yes but he's like my heavy hitter i love that <laughs> and, and for everybody it's different right like yeah you, you have to find who works best for you I, I feel but you know feel free to try people you know yeah well um, i mean i i'm i respect it and yes. i do it yes. and so you know, sometimes you just need a little clarity, but for sure, he is like my serious guy. And then I, I had a reading years and years ago that somebody read my husband. And at that point I was with this crappy dude. God, he sucked. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I won't name names, but yes. you know who you are. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she, my, my aunt actually read my, like she described him and I was like, who the hell is that? And like now my husband is like the Rubio, like the blonde guy with yes. green eyes. Wow. That is like honestly like my soulmate. And I am so lucky to have him. Well, as soon as you told the story about how he, you know, he bought something he loved and, and knew that by selling it, he could be taking care of someone he loved. That's huge. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. That's major. Um, And uh, you always got to cherish those people who are genuinely good. So I'm like so happy for you. I love hearing about people who just have really, really great relationships in their life. Um, You know, to to show other people like it's possible hold out for the one that yeah. i mean whatever friendships whatever have some standards um, yes 100 percent. yeah you are worth it i love that <laughs> okay so to get back into how you know your interest in um you know energy and and the readings and the vibrations and everything and not to mention your own um intuition and that mm-hmm. uh how you've incorporated it into the services that you offer because this is one of the most exciting things about you. Uh, so whenever I go back, I mean, and not very far, you had offered a sturgeon moon hair ritual specifically for when the Lionsgate portal was open this past month. Yes. Well, it just kind of, it was like, it just kind of worked out that way. This, this, this cycle, but, uh, Lionsgate is so powerful. Yes. And it happens. And what's the Lionsgate for people who don't ev- know? It's every year. It's yes. the 8-8, eight, eight, right? Yeah. It, 8 is the infinity. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a time that you're just like aware and like able to manifest properly and get downloads if you can quiet your mind. Yes. So important. And tune in. And it just so happened to coincide with the full moon. And so I was like, well, let's do this, this ritual, like this hair ceremony for people. And it was good. I mean, it, it is as intense as the person wants it to be. Yes. And it's, you know, and I, I just want to like, it's not serious. Like you'd be amazed how fun some of these readings are and like how much you laugh and like, mm-hmm. it's not like. I'm going to show up in like a, a robe or something. <laughs> like, it's just very intense. And it's kind of like you're doing for me right now. Like I'm holding space for somebody like, tell me what's going on. Yes. Like why, what is happening? How do you think, you, and how do you think you're in your own way? And so let's pull some cards for you. Oh, like, I let's love see that. what's happening. And I want you to like do some breath work and maybe we'll do a little bit of aromatherapy and visualization. And I kind of just like let the person lead. Yes. It's unique to everybody. I do have like a few different things that I do and I won't give away my secrets of too, course. too much. No, it's like you got a book to see like the full experience for sure. But it is like, it's a lot of things. Like it's a lot of laughing and it's a lot of like, 
damn girl like what is going on like these cards like this is you like i'm just a channel yes. <laughs> like this is all you so it's it's a lot of fun it's very cool to do super cool because i'm like it just makes whenever i saw you make the post about it because that's not the only one that you've offered no um, actually that yeah was, you do like moon phase hair rituals and stuff yeah, like that like my mystical moon yes and um <clears throat> i think you've done it for like super moons i think where you're like you'll be yeah. like hey i have openings for this little bit like if you book and so i've i've just started opening up because like every phase can be used for intention work yes like the full moon for releasing mm -hmm. the waning moon to like get things away from you the waxing moon to bring things towards you the yes. new moon to set intentions like it's all very like it all has meaning um and so i did just recently change that on my menu but it was my first one that was like the big one because it was kind of like prompted me to be on my own <laughs> really so, yeah do tell uh so here's the tea yes <laughs> um i have been thinking about doing energetic work behind the chair for a couple of years now and then covid happened Ugh. and then covid like is that like a theme on your podcast well, and then uh, absolutely COVID yes but but to me it's such people this is like unprecedented right and everybody's like we're sick of unprecedented times and yeah, uh, understandably are. but at the same time everybody experienced it and everybody has a story associated with it. So I love that it comes up naturally. Right. And so <clears throat> I just really started putting like connecting the dots of like it being like an energetic exchange with people. I mean, and I kind of already knew, but I really was like, okay, like let's just, distill this to this the purest form it is an energetic exchange yes whether you like it or not you have this person who is not a doctor touching you yes and so um and more than that like dictating how you look no big deal <laughs> <laughs> oh god but but that's so true and i think an important point to bring up that yeah people care about their looks so much yeah and they are putting it in your hands yeah their self-image mm -hmm. cool so um and i was like it was like a path that i was starting to go down and then covid happened and then it was a stop and so i did have a lot of time to think about things and i started thinking about these services and like cool things i wanted to do and wouldn't it be beautiful and i had like some outlandish like wouldn't it be cool if I could like put somebody's feet in salt water and like have like a grounding ritual as they're like at yes. the shampoo bowl and like some of that like for practical yes especially for somebody who works in a salon it's hard to do yes and finally uh, my friend Melissa who has she has a room now I was like hey do you mind me subletting your room so I can do this thing that I've been wanting to do and it was really scary one because nobody does it in town that i know of and if they are right on yes but um, no that's what i'm saying when i read about what you were doing i was like hey this is this is different this is cool and so yeah and so and then also like working for someone um it can be tricky and a gray area but I mean, you only get one life, right? So yes. F it. Yes. <laughs> and so that did cause some static for me. Um, mm -hmm. It ended up being basically what prompted me to become independent. Because wow. they were like, you can't do this. 
this is money that should be going to the salon yes. and you're offering a service that should be for our clients. But I was like, I can't one, like people that are coming here aren't looking for a service like this. And people that are, are coming to me mm -hmm. and have found me because if you spend any time on my page, yes, it is very distinct. I think it and is. I hope it is. And so they were like, you can't do it. And if you're going to work on clients, that belong to us, um, you're going to have to do it here. And I was wow. like, you know what? If it comes down to it and I have to be on my own, oh, well, fuck it. I've been poor before. Yes. <laughs> no, I was never going to be poor. But <laughs> I was just, no, I'm done with that. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I mean, I'm very fortunate. But I was like, oh, well, sometimes like the universe just gives you a little shove, yep. right? And things happen for you. Yes. And so that the first one that I like did was what prompted me to be an independent stylist and that's it was kind of funny because it was like a it happened at the solstice oh wow and which just, one uh it was the spring solstice okay it was and i remember because it was march 20th and um it happened to be the crow moon and so i'm blackbird yes and so it was just like the synchronicities well i was gonna ask too like the name blackbird obviously your last name's black but like how did you so know, the like blackbirds uh are bringers of change and like different people call different like it could be a grackle mm -hmm. it can be a raven ravens are so smart yes they have funerals wow they well, um, they're beautiful i feel like they're, they're such beautiful, beautiful birds they they're bringers of change bringers of news um they have memory they'll bring you gifts and then grackles are just beautiful right they're so iridescent like you think it's just this plain bird and you look at them and they're blue and purple yeah it looks like, like oil, oil sheen yes. yeah and so it was it's so i used to read cards again another side story love <laughs> like, no these, these are my favorite things uh like 10 years ago and i was like lady blackbird right because i think einstein said something like the like the stroke of genius is realizing that everything is not visible to the eye right yes and so or something i mean i i, I just hacked that up but <laughs> that's not what he said but um i was lady blackbird then and so I had to stop doing it because I was an insurance agent. Right. And people, I actually, people wanted me to do it and I didn't want anybody to come to my house. Of course. <laughs> and so I was like, I had to step back cause it was like, I was getting successful and I just didn't have this. It wasn't the right time for me at that point. Yes. It's now it's so different. Timing is everything. Yeah. Now, I mean, everybody's into this being in tune mm -hmm. it didn't used to be that way and it definitely was not like that 10 years ago no no way and that's why i think being a corp we're both corpus girls you know the changes that have happened the fact that you are offered this offering the services that you are you know were completely unheard of i mean maybe you'd hear about it in like la or new york or something yeah maybe i thought i invented it and i think I <laughs> you probably i mean maybe i don't know i think i invented my version of it i 100 percent. uh but i was lucky enough to get in contact with a few other women that specialize in energetic work behind the chair wow and they do temperate and a lot of it is tied into like holistic practices and wellness practices we yes have people that are working with like hair loss which can be devastating yes um for people and i i don't like to joke about that because it's it's hard i mean so much is in the hair right like our identity and that's what I was, that's actually the perfect segue to what i was going to talk to you about because 
there's a lot of energy in hair. I know we keep saying that, but, there, but it's it, true. There's songs about it. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. For, I, but, but, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Diana Ross? I don't know who I think it's Diana was. Ross. I'm a child of the 70s, but um, I do not know. It, I mean, you couldn't just Google it back then, right? It's like you heard it on the radio and maybe you got the artist right. To- totally feel you. Um, but. Or, like the white stripes, like all your problems hide in your curls. Well, right. And, and, and especially with textured hair, I think I brought, I think I probably brought this up with Melissa. You know, it's, there's always a stigma with having hair that wasn't straight and, you know, it's not professional and it's considered less, it's considered less beautiful and like, you know, all these kinds of things. And, um, really people tie so much of their their identity. Yes. And so you have a good understanding of that and are able to harness that and to giving people the looks that they desire without giving them the same cookie cutter look, which was very common when I was in high school. Yeah. Everybody had highlighted straightened hair. Flat ironed. Yes. Hair. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> I, I, it's laughable now. Right. But it's no, like. No, no, no. It is. I have straight, straight hair. So I never understood that. I still, you know, there's part of me that wishes I'm, I had I straight, mean, thick hair like yours. I'm never going to judge anybody for wanting yeah. any kind of look. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of trauma tied to hair. Yes. Uh, a pride. Tried, I mean, and if you happen to be, like, Mexican, Latina, Hispanic, like, you can't even cut your hair if you're a Hispanic female until you're, like, 12. Mm-hmm. I had hair to my butt. I wore braids and a ponytail for as long. They used to call me Chungo Girl. I used to so <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> But I, I didn't, to the point, this is funny, and I don't mean to sound like a hater, but, like, if there's a girl who's, like, eight or nine for there was a while because i was a baby hairdresser if she came in for a bob i'm doing a lice check because everybody knows that you don't cut your hair until you're in the double digits oh yes culturally yeah you're all what's going on like something's up why you want a pixie girl yep bring out the pencils no lice lice i know could very easily be entering my reality soon because my kid just started kindergarten so i'm like if it makes you feel better they like clean hair best so it's not a dirty thing. Okay. Just, they, okay. If they, that if does make you feel a little bit better. If it's oily and dirty, they just fly. They just Yeah, they're on nah. <laughs> nah. We're going for the high rise. That's hilarious. Uh, thank you for telling me that. Yeah, it's not a dirty thing. It's a childhood thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I already know. I mean, kinder, like, we'll see. I've already tried to tell them, like, don't share hats and jackets and, and combs. And put your head close to people. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, it's not a, yeah, it's. There's a there's a lot of uh, baggage attached to lice, but we I, I mean I had it growing I, up. I mean people you know? get it. Yes, people get deal. it. It's a childhood thing. Yes, it's a childhood. It's not it's not a huge deal. Just don't don't go to the hairdresser with lice. We will not cut your hair. Yeah, and you'll have seven years bad luck. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting that out there right now. But uh, you know that is so interesting to me the the idea that you know from birth essentially like you were told you know, your hair has this kind of meaning and mm-hmm. we don't mess with it until... Until you're old enough. Yeah, much later. And At so, least in the, like, Hispanic culture. Yeah, well, I don't think it's even just Hispanic. Um, my hair was just... My mom didn't know what to do with it because it was curly, so it was always short. Yeah, I mean, like, shoulder length. Um, so, you know what I mean? The, that didn't apply to me. But uh, interestingly, because I'm just starting to accept my texture, I went and had an energy reading... Um, with Yvonne Bean. 
locally. Oh, I love her. Yvonne is out of this world. And Girl, she's my heavy hitter. I love her. And the first thing she said was she was like, I see like a blockage like associated with your hair, but it's leaving. It's, and I was like, yeah, because I'm finally starting to embrace like, it. You know what I mean? That's like self-acceptance. Yes. Self-love. But the fact that, like you said, hair can really dictate so much of a person's identity well-being i mean you know whatever it is yeah um absolutely yeah i mean so whenever somebody's a new client are you accepting new clients by the way always okay yeah always when somebody comes in for the first time because you do offer free consultations for 15 yeah. minutes yeah absolutely and i'm toying with the idea of virtual mm-hmm. just because That's it's not a, a bad idea it's a drag right to like go to like talk about your hair and then not get it done yeah for sure <laughs> like, oh, can we just do this and you're like that's not on my schedule yeah um I, that's actually a very smart idea but so what can people expect when they come in for a consultation it just you know it really just depends like people come to me for different reasons i like it when someone will have like two or three photos and it gives me an idea of like what they're looking for. Um, so if they don't know, because how many times are you going to get your hair done? You're like, I don't know. Yes. I'm like, cool. Well, what don't you like? Okay. What bugs you about your hair? So what? you don't like hate if people come in and say they don't know, but they just want to change. No. Okay. They just want to change. Okay. What do you want to change? Uh, it gets in my face all the time. I'm like, cool. Why do you have an A-line bob? That's going to be in your face. It yeah. is designed to be in the face. Yeah. Or, you know, I want it to feel fun. Cool. You do get into some instances where it can be that someone's like, I want ABC. And I'm like, cool, you can do XYZ. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to do any of that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, right, cool. So what are you willing to do? Exactly. And it's really just, there's a lot of communication skill that goes into it and trying to figure out like what's going to make somebody happy um and i see it a lot with like my gray coverage clients like they want to feel young and vibrant yes um you just have to really be mindful of like what you're saying to people Mm -hmm. and like paying attention body language says a lot body language says a lot and so i get a lot of clients that have what i call hair trauma i went here and i told them i wanted this and they told me that i couldn't have this and so now so i got that and then i hated it and I haven't cut my hair in a year. And I hate that. That's literally hair trauma. That is hair trauma. Yeah. I wanted to feel this way and look this way. And they told me that wasn't for me. So they did what I thought I should have. And that's what they gave me. And if there is anything that infuriates me, it is that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I have been in those situations where someone knows what's best for me better than I do. And I fucking hate that yeah and so i try not to do that to people yeah no and and i love that too so again anybody who's listening follow at blackbird beauty and you'll see that melissa's constantly talking about how she values your time how she values your desires she'll be frank with you about you know what's possible and discuss budget and time frame and all that kind of stuff aftercare everything but ultimately she wants to make sure that you're getting what you're wanting in the way that works best for both of you i mean so it's right. like a mutual and thing realistic like if you if you've got 10 minutes in the morning maybe not get this ultra coiffed hairstyle that obviously took two stylists <laughs> and a, you know and a photographer yes <laughs> and you know picture like i love social media and i love photos and i really had to learn to tell people like this hair looked like this in this 
two second moment. Yes. Like this photo frame moment and your hair will have these moments. Yes. But it's hair. It moves. It's alive. Yes. So I think that's so important to, you know, make sure people's expectations coincide with yeah, that's reality. A lot of it. Well, yeah, and especially now, like you said, with social media, I mean, everything's perfectly primped, filtered, quaffed. You know what I mean? So it's hard to differentiate what's real and what's not. And fortunately, like your professional eye is a good guide. Um, Melissa, you know, it it definitely (laughs) is most of the time. Uh, I think you're amazing. I am so, so grateful for you for coming over, for taking a shot with me, um, for sharing, you know, your story. I just think everything you're doing is, I've never heard of it before. If anybody's interested in a moon phase ritual haircut or, or any of what Melissa has to offer, definitely go to at Blackbird Beauty on Instagram. Are you, are you also on Facebook or any I'm other? I'm on Facebook, okay. Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> Blackbird Beauty. And then, uh, yeah. And you can always text me. I may not get back with you. Um, but I'll get back with you. Yeah. No, and that's okay. You know, people need to respect business hours and all that kind of stuff, not to mention the fact that you might be with a client. So, yeah, if y'all are interested in any sort of services, check her out. Um, I mean, I'm just blown away. So thank you again for, for being here. This was thank a great conversation. Thank you for having conversation. me. <laughs>